hello, hello. We are back after a, a, a hiatus of what, like almost like two, two and a half months, maybe. Uh, we are very happy to be back here with all of you. And uh, we we stopped for the, 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 the holidays, but now we are all back. I am Sandro Mancuso. I'm one of the co-founders of Cojudans. Uh, we have Mesh, the other co-founder, and Jose, the managing director for Cojudans Spain. Sorry, guys, I just introduced yourselves. So good idea. Thank uh, you very much. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. So and and we are the uh, yeah. So, just so we are a, a bunch of dudes that like to talk about stuff. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so so this is, this is how so this just a bunch through. of dudes then. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so so and then uh, of course that uh, besides running co-students like we we love talking about a lot of subjects and, and this is a way for us to get together and talk about things that we not always have time to talk about and and we don't rehearse this we just pick a topic and the discussions they happen live in front of you uh, for example I don't know what Mash and Jose are going to say about uh, QA. We know that we have different opinions of it, but I'm not quite sure exactly what they are. Uh, wow, we have some people from Mexico joining us, so welcome. Okay, so with no further ado, let, let's let's get cracking then. So the the topic that we picked today is about the role of QA. Well, let's first of all the the role is uh, that the topic is about quality. Quality assurance. So, so then there is, is a discussion in here. Well, is it? I don't know, right? So, <laughs> at least the the fireside chat is about quality assurance. That was the the initial uh, thinking. But then, uh, as you already uh, noticed, like, is quality assurance a role? Is it something else? Uh, so, how does it like? overlap with other roles uh, or even with testers? Who should do what? How is, is it structured in different companies? So, so we wanted just to have a, a, a chat about our views of uh, QA and, and then see if we, if we get, get some clarity here. And we would love and why we are doing that. So contribute on the, the, the chat as well, on the live chat. So we'll be looking at uh, any comments that you might have or questions that you might want to ask us. And also, please don't forget to subscribe to the channel if you want to be notified of other fireside chats and, and leave the, the thumbs up. So this always helps and so more, more people can have access to those videos. So to get started, guys, like what is quality assurance for you? So how would you see quality assurance? And that's a very open-ended question. You can do whatever you want with it. <laughs> it's a, uh, uh, I, I was actually, the title was QA, right? And I was kind of half joking because QA, when people say QA, they mean two things. They either mean quality assurance or they mean quality analyst. Um, and I'd say that let's go down the quality assurance route. So when we say QA, let's qualify that to mean quality quality assurance. Uh, but then if we just, if people don't normally say, say quality assurance, they always say like, oh, I need a QA. They, they actually mean that they need a quality analyst, right? Or they need a tester and those kind of things. So leaving those things aside, for, for me, when someone says quality assurance, 
then to me, that means a, a, a systemic way of ensuring that the product is of, or what we are making, what we are producing is of expected quality or, or better. So this includes everything from putting systems in place to, to ensure that good quality gets produced and also the verification process to make sure that those systems are actually working to, to get that feedback loop in to, to make sure that, you know, we, we, the, the product is of the quality that we expect it to be. So to me, it's both. It's the systems that need to that we need to put in place to ensure quality. And it's also the feedback mechanism to understand whether we are achieving those objectives. Okay. And what about you, Hazan? No, I, <clears throat> I tend to agree with that uh, definition. So it's any effort that the organization uh, takes no, in order to ensure uh, that quality, whether that is putting systems in place, you know, training people, whatever, whatever it is, I would go a bit beyond as well. <clears throat> and I would say that it's, it's a bit of a, of a culture as well. No? <clears throat> and, and for me, the, let me qualify this a, a bit more. No, it's, it's certain learned behaviors that the organization has, no, um, that are grounded on, you know, this, this values, no, or this, uh, principles, uh, behind it related to how to treat quality. Yeah. And, uh, it's, which, you know, the definition that Matt gave is, is kind of encompasses that as well. But I, I would like to emphasize the, uh, the mindset aspect uh, of it uh, as, as we continue in the conversation, because it's, it tends to be the problem, no, uh, for, mm -hmm. from my perspective. Right. Yeah. Because my, my opinion on uh, what QA is, is not that different either. So, so I also think that quality assurance is the, the way to, uh, well, the process uh, to verify quality across the entire flow from all the way from uh, an inception, like the, an idea, all the way to software in production, if we bring more to the, the software side, uh, but it, it encompasses the entire processes, right? So we should uh, be looking for quality across the entire value stream, if you like. Uh, that, that's, that's how I would see it. It's not like just in a, in a small portion of the value stream. So for me, quality assurance is a, is a larger uh, process. And then, as Mesh said, uh, uh, I also see different mechanisms to uh, measure and potentially improve those different qualities at different levels of, uh, at different stages of the value stream, if you like. The different quality right? metrics, yeah. Exactly, yeah. different quality metrics, and probably will lead to different quality systems for each specific area of the value stream as well. There's probably, there is a, a, an umbrella uh, system, but maybe the way that we tackle, for example, inefficiencies on the uh, ideation or, or the, the generation of ideas or prioritization of work or distribution of work across different uh, streams or teams and, and groups. So all of that would be systems in place and there is a quality uh, assigned to that as well. So 
So we, we seem to be pretty aligned. Yeah. In these However, beats, that I think not, that's not the yeah. usual definition that you tend to find. I think it would be good to address the question that's been put there on, on the channel as well, right? Mm -hmm. That actually talks to the fact that, you know, as soon as you st start speaking about quality assurance, immediately people think testing. And mm -hmm. maybe that's something we should address right at the start. Not, not only that, the question, like, just to, for people who are going to see this later, there's a, who should be responsible for the project quality if we're doing, you know, BDD, do we need a QA uh, person, no, uh, and so on. <clears throat> and it's not only, you know, they, they it's not only that they think about testing, but they also think that there is a, a person, no, or a group of people who is uh, solely responsible for that and everyone else is not their... Uh, is not the responsibility, no, so to speak. Yeah. And uh, and therein lies the problem, no, in, yeah. in many regards. Because um, I, I think, yeah, you like, I mean, addressing directly like behavior-driven development and like if you do BDD, do we need a QA person? Like it's such a narrow scope or narrow view on what quality assurance is. Like BDD, I mean, of course, there is it. It helps with certain aspects of ensuring quality from a systems perspective because it's helping you understand uh, exactly what needs to be built or what you're going to build and set some expectations. And therein, there is already it. It is a system that can help you ensure some aspect of quality, but it's just an aspect, right? And the other thing is around correctness, like. Do we need a QA guy? So QA guy, I assume you mean tester. But, you know, even with BDD, you're not really testing. And the testing in itself, and this is, and that, and testing in itself, the whole scope of testing is what we call the verification mechanism in, in, in terms of correctness, basically. Whether that is correctness from a features perspective or performance perspective or security perspective. All the testing is doing is allowing you to uh, understand whether something is correct. And th that is just one dimension or one aspect of quality. So, yeah, I, so I, sorry, go on, go on. No, 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 finish, Mesh. I thought you were done. No, no, I just, I was going to say that, you know, that like quality, we often kind of, every time we mention quality assurance, we always go down to verification or testing, but it's actually you know, there is, there is much more to it. But, but of course, most people mean testing when, when we talk about quality issues. Yeah, I think this, this is what I would say. Like, I would like to go back to the, the, the BDD question in a bit. But before, uh, we, we, uh, before I go there, I would like to talk about testing as well, because this is probably important because, like, uh, the, the, a lot of companies... And even at even myself uh, in the past, I, I did the same. To be fair, uh, it took me a while to distinguish quality assurance and testing, and mainly because the organizations that I had contact, those words were used interchangeably, right? So, like, like for example, the person that asked the question, this is like uh, this is exactly how I saw the world as as well, because like companies would say, oh, we hired some testers or we hired some QAs, so. Calling someone out, oh, this person is performing the QA role or the tester role. They were using interchangeably. As it they mean the quality same. analysts, don't they? they? When they mentioned QA and quality yeah. analysts, then came became tester almost synonymous with tester as well. Yeah. yeah so so then so so 
for me, like I, I, I see the the testing at, or or someone being a tester or a quality analyst, as you put, mesh as a role. Like someone may perform that role, uh, but I don't see that as being equal to QA anymore. I think that that is a, just a, a subset of the entire quality assurance process. I see quality assurance as more as a process or... You know, the, I, I, exactly. It's, I think that the main issue in, in most of, of these organizations is that they tend to uh, uh, mistake no? uh, the practices or the roles with what you're trying to achieve, which is what mm -hmm. we discussed in the beginning, right? Like the, the whole concept of quality assurance and the the efforts and the systems that you put in place, they tend to be re reduced, no, or, or, or um, what's the word in English? Re reductive. No, they, they, they tend to be the just the parts, or they tend to see just uh, the parts, when in reality, it's much more than that. No, and, and a lot of effort or a lot of trust is put into the practices or into the individual responsibility uh, when it should be tackled at a, at a systemic no, uh, or a, or team a whole yeah. uh, team level uh, mm. kind of thing. And, and that's where I see the most conflict, right? Because it's not really about whether we have a tester, from my perspective, eh, it's not really whether we have a tester or not, or, or how we call this person doing some responsibilities or whatever. It's about ownership, no? It's about how we understand what uh, quality is and what our role in in uh, providing that quality is, you know. And yes, it's also about the practices, you know, and and about the mm -hmm. the steps that you take, you no, know, and, and gaining the proficiency uh, and the skills to to be able to do that. But there are many ways in which you could do that, right? Mm -hmm. We tend to prefer some, but you know, it's they're not the only ones. No? Mm -hmm. And that's exactly. where I see a lot of the the clash, you no, know, mm -hmm. uh, with people. Okay. Exactly. And one of the, the reasons for, for some the, the back to the BDD question, like once I, I want to clarify how I see that, that a test that is different from QA, right? So as we discussed, but then the back to the BDD thing, uh, I think that Mesh, you touched upon that uh, earlier, that uh, BDD for me is just a system, it is a practice that you, you are going to uh, put in place to address uh, specific elements of the entire quality assurance of the project, because the, the 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 question also talks about who should be responsible for the project quality. Yeah, if we are doing BDD, and I think that BDD or practices like BDD, and and I don't know if you uh, combine BDD like most people do with uh, practices like the three amigos that would bring the the, the, the a product person like the product owner uh, with the developer and with the tester together so that they can write those scenarios, they can write the, those acceptance tests, they can define the requirements. Most people will call it the uh, shifting left, right? So they would shift testing left to the beginning of the process so that, uh, so what, what, what they are trying to do with those practices? They are tackling one element of quality where most projects, they would only identify defects later on after the code was built and that would generate a lot of work because if a bug is found towards the end of the process, it needs to go back to the beginning so that it needs to be redeveloped again, reanalyzed, redeveloped, and retested. So the, the aspect in terms of quality assurance, they wanted to remove that inefficiency. And one way of doing that is shifting left, bringing that uh, uh, 
a clearer definition of what needs to be done from three different perspectives so that you minimize the chances of implementing the wrong thing and causing rework. But this is, for me, is an example of someone that has a very good view of quality assurance in general, a very wider view in terms of spotting inefficiencies in the processes, mainly caused by rework, and then they put processes in places to minimize that. But, um, and I, th I think it is it is a very good good system, and but it is a system, and in fact, mm -hmm. it is looking at if you look at quality one, metric, one specific part of it, right? One, yeah, yeah. exactly the quality metric of defects or the defect rates. Yeah, mm -hmm. like if you think about even the four key metrics, and there are many other metrics as well that are quality metrics, and it's you know whatever you choose, they are actually related to quality, even things like cycle time. Uh, they are related to to quality, right? Even user um, a feedback about the product is also related to quality, right? And there are different ways of of managing managing that quality, or uh, even like taking the other aspects of quality could would be related to, for example, technical debt. You know how. How much of a mess are we making while we are moving things? How how much are we slowing down? You know, that can then be traced back to things like cycle time and so on. But there are many different aspects. You know, if you look at each one of these things, they, they are a quality metric. And then what you do is you are measuring them. So from in a defects perspective, the way you measure defects is by testing, right? or by uh, user reports around defects, by monitoring those and so on. But that is a measure. So testing is actually a feedback. It's a measure. You measure defects through testing, or some of, at least, some parts of defects are measured through testing. And, I, and so, so similarly, so, so the way I see it, and the three amigos thing is actually putting a system in place that is reducing uh, that or or increasing the quality of defect rate or right or failure rate or whatever it's it's making making it less likely to have defects because of misunderstood requirements because of misunderstood like miscommunication all those kind of things but there are many other other things as well and and to me a quality assurance someone the not is someone but the quality assurance. Um, uh, concern is actually related to all of these things. To put all a lot of these systems in place, so, so that you're not creating uh, waste, that you're actually uh, preempting a lot of the things that may go wrong, and you're you're trying to get things right the first time, as it were. You, if if I may, because Sandra said something before, like the shift left kind of thing, and this is not a new uh, idea in the sense that. You know, since the 70s, now with the total quality movement and all this, this idea came, you know, has been, you know, people have been banging on that drum for a very long time, no? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The idea of customer centricity, of communication, of continuous improvement, et cetera, et cetera. And you have, <clears throat> there's, there's a lot of uh, uh, processes, no, in software development that have taken things from uh, that movement, no, in order to, uh, to get to where we are uh, mm -hmm. today, you know the the whole idea of you know the PDCA cycle and and all of this stuff, right? So it is a, a it is something that is well known, or at least 
you know, we've been trying to get right now for a, for a very well, uh, long time. Yeah, I mean, the whole process used to be called total TQM, total quality management. That was the name of the whole manufacturing process and the way they did it, right? So to them, quality was central and they designed the process around it, right? Exactly, but uh, the, 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 the thing here, and I'm sorry that I'm going back to the uh, cultural aspect of this, is that in the 70s, when this idea became, let's say, more prominent, it's because you know Japanese companies and Asian companies were kind of making car manufacturers in the, <laughs> no, in the West uh, eat dust, right? And they were like, what the, what the hell? What are these people doing uh, here? No. And the Japanese did not call it total quality <laughs> management. You know, they didn't have uh, this system that no, we, we later came to, okay, so we need to put some... Uh, so, and, and there was a, a cultural aspect to that, right? The, the whole idea of you know, the focus on the, on the customer, on treating systems and fixing systems instead of focusing on people. No? And, and there's a lot of stuff in there that... Uh, that is very effective when you look at the whole picture because yes you may introduce a practice yeah but in reality if you're not learning from what is going on no from for me it's a it's a learning system so to speak right like you you find you know you you're delivering your value you're finding ways uh, in which to test let's say how fit for purpose is the stuff that you are delivering yeah and then you take that knowledge that comes out of the tests that you're making no and you put it back into uh, the, the the system itself, no, and and improve on that, right? And if you don't close that loop, uh, there's no, you know, you can be doing BDD wrong for years, <laughs> right? Like it's what a, you you can be doing the, using the practices and stuff if you're not complementing that with a uh, with with the external loop, no, in your system, no, if you're not uh, uh, complementing that with that uh, cultural aspect of you know, people's awareness and, and focus on the customer and et cetera, et cetera. Those things are not going to give you, you know, 100% of what they could, right? At, at least that's from my perspective. No? Yeah. yeah. So there are there are a few questions uh, in there or comments that are uh, people are asking about. Uh, they are mentioning QA, but they are also maybe referring that to testing or how QA is done in certain companies and stuff. So in fact, uh, sorry, in uh, fact, Emmanuel thought yeah. that QA was question and answer. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, <laughs> and it's yeah, a good Emmanuel. question as well, actually. It's, it's and, a, and... Yeah, it's an easy mistake to make, Emmanuel. So <laughs> it's not not an issue. So the 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 the. So there are because the, we can take the conversation upwards to the, the the culture students on the the process side, but I believe that given the comments, people are, are more focused on bringing that down to the the actual role of the what some people would call QA or testers or how that is implemented in different companies. So, uh, for example, uh, German uh, is saying that uh, is asking if the QA role evolved in the last decade, and he sees that. Uh, some companies still have dedicated QA teams doing manual testing. Uh, and uh, Lo uh, Loris uh, also mentioned uh, having QA for exploratory testing. Uh, but every time that she, uh, she sees it as a role, uh, I've seen manual regression testing increase, which is uh, similar to what German was uh, talking about as well. So maybe we go down the, uh, first. Uh, mm -hmm. So the... There are so many things to talk about in here. So different companies treat call things different ways. So 
In some companies, you are right. Uh, my, my experience is similar to yours, where they have a QA department, and that QA department is uh, has people that are executing test scripts, normally manually. They have uh, all those test scripts, documentation. Normally, like, this is very common in, uh, in German. Uh, in, at least I know that you are in Argentina, if I'm not wrong. But like uh, here, uh, we we see that still mainly in regulated environments, like investment banks, pharmaceuticals, healthcare. So industries like that, where the cost of a bug is quite high, uh, you see a more formal QA approach or more formal QA departments, and they tend to use manual processes because those test scripts uh, it's not only that there's a bunch of people following test scripts, but they also serve as a formal step in the um, compliance, right? So they need to, to verify that the software is compliant to certain test scripts that are executed. So there is a documentation uh, of those tests. And, and, and through that process, then the company can attest that the, the software is suitable to be used and so on and so forth. So we don't see that very often in, in, in environments where don't need this rigor uh, to, to release software to production. Uh, but, but in those companies, they see QA as more traditional manual steps and stuff. Other companies, they have uh, what their definition of QA, they have what the, uh, People automating tests. Their job is just to automate tests. More often than not, tests at the if it was the test pyramid, they would be the ones at the top of the pyramid, which end up causing a, an inverted pyramid. Uh, but they would automate tests through the UI, like using Selenium or through the APIs. They would use all those kind of tests that would test the system as a whole, either through the UI or through the, their APIs. Uh, and 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 that's their job to automate that kind of test. Uh, so this leads us to a question. I would like to pass the ball to to, to and, and Jose. Uh, is how do you see the role of uh, a tester or what some people call QA? What what should be their role, their responsibility when it comes to quality assurance? But that, that person that is closer to the development. Yeah. But how do you see those things? Well, one one thing is, I mean, I'll. Uh, there's one question that is around manual testing or exploratory testing, yeah. And uh, there is a fact: developers don't make good exploratory testers because, it, 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 especially if they're the ones who built that feature, right? Because they have this maker mindset, and it gets very difficult for them to go into the breaker mindset. The other thing is that the mindset of an exploratory tester is a whole product mindset. They are thinking about certain aspects. They understand, and they're not some junior. They fully understand the weak points in the product from a technical deployments and from, from features perspective. And they, they empathize with the user and how the user may use and may break the system. And they even understand uh, like even more complex things on how the system is deployed in production environments and where its weak points may be. And so there is a, a role of a tester, right, who actually understand in a more from a, a holistically 
the product's strengths and weaknesses, understand the features being developed, understand how those features may touch on those weaker points, and then is able to look at even unrelated things that may break. And this is this is not a bad role. And it it and I think one of the people said, well, it conflicts with uh, continuous delivery. It doesn't. And that's a much longer question, <laughs> conversation on the, whether that is and that's more related to how the thing is deployed and how your processes are designed as well. But there is a very good point that when you start getting lots of manual tests or exploratory testers, but they're actually just manual regression testers in the guise of a good quality assurance engineer or a good tester or a good manual tester. And yes, what they are doing is they're, they're doing regression testing. They're following the script, whether the script is written or it's in their head. You know, they're just going through the same things and they're doing regression testing and that's toil and that is bad. You shouldn't be doing that manually too often, right? If it's the first time, second time and so on, but if you keep doing it over and over again, obviously that's very slow and, and that's not where people's skills should be. Then there is the question around test automation itself, right? Test automation, and this is just my view, tests written are software. And if you are a test automator, then you are a software developer, right? And then what happens is often the test automation engineers are often the ones, it's the job given to the more junior developers or not even people who may be coming into development roles. And this is a mistake because actually this is software. It's, it's, it can actually slow you down more if that's written badly than the production software itself because often... When you have comprehensive testing, your test code base is bigger than your production code base. And so when you start having junior people or people who are not full-time developers automating, then you get into a world of pain. And to me, I think that therein is a... If, if for example, someone calls themselves a test uh, automation engineer, but is a really good developer of tests, great. But if it's someone who is not a good developer test, who doesn't know how to maintain that whole code base, doesn't know how, uh, doesn't have the same rigor as you would have in, in production code, then you've got a problem in my view. Yeah, and, and, I, and I believe that uh, many people watching this, I don't know if you had that experience, but I believe that quite a few of you had, where you see those gigantic test suites being built by, uh, well, m over many years and by a bunch of people. And those test suites, they are very difficult to maintain. They are very slow to run. And, and quite often what we see, very often they are failing as well because they take a few hours to run. Uh, they tend to run overnight. No developer will run those things locally because it takes way too long. So they will just finish their stuff push that to, to the, the, the main branch and let the, the thing run overnight and next day they check. Quite often, this thing is always red and because the test suite is, takes too long and is always broken, at some point, people stop caring about it. And then you are in the worst case scenario that you have a very expensive test suite to maintain that you cannot rely on. And, and as Mesh was saying, those tests normally written by the the test automators, like some people call developers in test or or they or that's how what they expect from their testers. 
some of those tests, because of where the, the, the kind of the, the boundaries of those tests, because the boundaries, the unit under test for the test written by QA, they tend to be the entire system or systems, like right? So they test almost. exactly most black box <clears throat> coming through the UI quite often, including database calls, other systems calls. When you have the microservices, they might have a lot of systems running at the same time. Those tests are the hardest tests to, to write. They are far harder to write than a unit test at a, a class level or a method level, right? So the degree of in engineering that you need to have to have a, a very reliable and fast test suite at that level to give you value is immense. So in theory, you should have some of your best engineers to write those tests and you know, not your the, the your least qualified developers, let's say, to do that. You know, do, do you know, that triggered a thought in me when you said they're the hardest test. And I think I would qualify that a bit more. more. They are... They're not hard tests to write. They are easier to write. They are complex. Right. Right. So they introduce a lot of complexity. But they often, you know, they will call a, a bunch of APIs and get the results and they find, yeah, you know, we, and it's actually, they're not that difficult to write because you're treating the API. You don't have to mock anything. You're using the system that's already running in QA environment, right? But what they do is they are complex in what they, the impact that they have in your system is unseen to, to you. So the kind of um, dependencies that they are utilizing and that need to be in place for them to work, you don't even see. So you introduce this so much complexity by just calling that thing and verifying on it, or that API and verifying on it. From a tester's perspective, from black box tester's perspective, it was an easy test to write. But then to make it run, to make it always work and to make sure that it's well maintained. And you know, that when developers are changing things that for it to then go wrong right down the chain somewhere in the in the sense of the the value stream, you know, you kind of shifting it right basically rather than left, right? So so I would qualify it more. They are easier to write, but they are actually very complex. Mm -hmm. Jose, one, one, just just before you go, I just want mm -hmm. to qualify because I I I now that you mentioned Mesh, I I I didn't express myself well because you are right. They tend to be easier to write because they are black box. What I meant by they are the hardest test to write is to have a test suite that is uh, efficient and that can work well. So in order for you to write tests at that level that you can run them very fast and it's not having to wait, exactly, not to have them to wait like hours and hours. And also the, the tests at that level, they are very brittle as well because when they break, you, it's very difficult to pinpoint where the problem is because the, their uh, information, the information that they display when something fails, it's almost like, for example, if you have a big monolith and it's testing through the UI and something doesn't happen, it's very difficult now to figure out, to go inside the monolith and figure out exactly what went wrong and where. So this is what I meant by the complexity. I think that you, 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 you made the correct point. It's not that they're difficult, they are complex. The complexity in having a, a test suite that is efficient and that you can rely upon, you need a, a high degree of engineering in order to, to benefit from them. 
and not for them to be a burden. I was going to uh, add to, to that because it, it seems like we're going into, let's say, anti-patterns that we see or most common mistakes that we see. Uh, but I think the question that we were kind of trying to answer, I think people were, were kind of asking is like, what does then a, a good QA need to do, right? Like, like we know, like we, we, it's painful. We all feel the pain when this is not working and there's a lot of stuff we could, we could talk a lot more about, about those. Uh, but for instance, well, to pick one thing that for me needed, you know, needs to happen, even if you are, you know, a good uh, engineer and you're, you know, taking care of these, you know, the top part of the pyramid and, and so on, is that before you, you mentioned, you know, unit tests or, or whatever, like part of the job would be to build a capability in the team for them to take ownership uh, of the of the quality and the, man, the maintenance of that testing strategy. Uh, that is put in place in order to improve the the product or at least you know catch the the issues uh, as they come right so for me <clears throat> it will be uh, there will be a strategic aspect yeah of a good uh, quality engineer yeah like okay so this is our pyramid this is what we're going these are these components we're going to test at this level these components we're going to test at this other level we're going to complement it like this these are the you know the happy pass whatever like th getting that a overview of how the system needs to be tested and understanding the general, uh, not only the, the system, but also what the strategy is so that there are no holes. For me, that's that's important. There's, it's important uh, transmitting that to the team or, or you know, communicating uh, that to the team or, you know, created with the team if, if, if that's the case or whatever, right? I'm not saying no, but there needs to be that, that aspect as well. There needs to be an aspect of building up the skills in the team so you you before i i totally agree like you need to be a good engineer you know software engineer if you're going to be doing this stuff right like you need to be able to write your unit test and your integration test and your end-to-end -end test and you need to be on top of you know tools that will make your job easier as well right because sometimes we we uh <laughs> suffer a lot no because we don't know the right tools right or we don't we don't work enough on, on getting the right tools or the right uh context in place no to to be able to do this thing so <clears throat> that for me is is also an, an aspect there's an aspect of product as well yeah uh, and this goes back to the bdd question and so on a lot of the times when we when uh, good qas are working with the product side in order to understand you know what the behavior is etc cetera, etc cetera, what they need to test and no um, they're also helping them clarify or specify uh, the system better, right? And, and posing questions that the product may not have answers to, right? Uh, so that aspect of dealing with the rest of the organization and managing stakeholders and, and being able to uh, get people to align and to agree on what the issues are and, you know, all of these, you know, problem solving skills and consultancy skills for me are, are key as well. Right. So of course, this is not a role that if you have all of this stuff, right. Like it's not a role uh, that is, I would say easy and it requires someone with a, uh, with a degree of uh, experience, no, that goes beyond automating tests. For Sorry, go on. Yeah. No, I just want to clarify before you go, Mesh. Like, just want to clarify, Jose. Like, when you mentioned uh, that the, this person needs to also help to to create the testing strategy and stuff. So, uh, and many other things that you mentioned. How how would you call like uh, this role? 
How would you name that role? Quality assurance engineer. Quality assurance. That's what I would. All right. Okay. All right. So, so my my question to you, uh, Jose, is that like we are asking, we're basically asking for something to to be born fully formed, right? Because we don't have. When you talk about developer, you have junior developers and you have senior developers, mm-hmm. and you know at the most one of the most senior levels we would expect the senior developers to have a lot of these leadership aspects that you just talked about. Why do we not have, uh, why when we talk about a quality assurance engineer or a tester, that we immediately look for the more senior level, what about the more junior levels of a test? I, 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 the more junior levels are, are fine. Like you, you can't, of course, this is another aspect that we maybe should discuss because it's, how do you get to be uh, uh, that experienced QA, you know, QA uh, uh, person, right? That is a uh, QA lead, basically. Or what you're no, it, it's fine, it's fine. But this, this is the thing. Like a lot of the issues that you mentioned before, like the test, uh, for me, they come from lack of experience and they come from, you know, like if you already know that that's going to happen, right, you can put things in place. So I wouldn't, like if you can, you should start with someone who's already got the experience and then build you know all of the all of the intermediary steps, if you if you will. No, uh, the problem is when you okay, I'm going to build this uh, capability, and then you start at the point and stay there, and it, that never evolves because none of the people who are there that are you know have the the uh, uh, that are getting into the uh, thing know where it needs to go. Right or know how to continue evolving it at, at least at the speed that most organizations uh, need it. Right, and this is this is the thing. I'm not saying you shouldn't have you know junior uh, developers that are going into QA or junior QAs that are coming. You know they're more from the manual uh, testing slash BA uh, kind of role that are moving uh, careers or they're they're moving into a different area. That's that's fine. Yeah, I'm just saying if you really want a full form uh, thing, you need someone that has a bit more than just that right that's that's where where my head is it's almost we're almost asking the impossible right because i mean this is one of the reasons that we don't actually find what we look for so for example you know at codurance we don't have any qas because though that's maybe not that's not that necessarily i mean maybe codurance uk <laughs> you don't have any qas no. and i'm saying this because there may yeah. be people watching this stream as well yeah yeah so. yeah no sorry <laughs> codurance uk <laughs> I'm not, uh, so what, but what, what I'm saying is that at Codurance UK, I'll just talk about Codurance, we look for that role a long, for a long time and we, we found it very, dif- very difficult. We couldn't find one, right? And, and I'm sure there are. There are many, but, you know, they, they are few and far between. And they are almost um, kind of freaks of nature in a way, right? But what, what I'm actually trying to say is that given what you just told me, the the logical path for a good senior QA engineer does not come through a tester, right? Because if you are, are if if you follow the path of a tester, right? They normally their test automation they they don't have they don't have um, the same let's say opportunities to build their software development skills and their software design skills. And all those kind of things that we expect two, from uh, software developers, uh, and they don't I, I, even have those those uh, those um, l- that kind of a ladder 
to get to the I, point where I, they I are kind of great. I disagree with that because when developers. you say, uh, uh, but when you say it doesn't come through the tester, what do you mean exactly? Because uh, yes, they may not be exposed. They may be there may be a, a bigger gap in the things that they need to learn in order to get to that point. Uh, but I think the path is kind of the same that they, most people in in that role they learn by working with other people that that know what they do. It's it's, it's kind of like no but the they, chicken they're, and they're egg kind of like their thing. software development like, skills are already quite narrow because they've only been working on tests. And, and I, I I tend to agree with Mesh, and uh, and this probably will be a good segue to the two questions that we have uh, on the chat now. Uh, that is, the, do you think that all tester needs to know how to programming uh, or what's the point of an automated tester in a TDD context? And that there's an assumption here that, of course, that uh, any teams, modern teams following extreme programming practices have TDD and BDD as part of their uh, uh, process. So so the test, the, the test automation will come by default, right? By the ways of developing software. Uh, so I agree to, to a good degree with Mesh that like the, when we talk about uh, my view of a quality engineer uh, or quality assurance engineer, given what you defined, uh, you'd said, uh, Jose, I, I also agree that it's very difficult to get there through a normal testing role. Uh, so first of all, answering those two questions, I personally don't think that testers should code or write automated tests, personally. Right. So I, I will go back to that and I will expand, but just just so I, I explain what I'm just to drop the grenade. Just no, no, let, it, it, let it exactly. explode. Now and then after everyone is calm, then exactly. I'll <laughs> so so but but I personally don't think that test testers should be uh, automating uh tests. But the 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 but because like for me, the the tests at that level, they should be done by engineers. And that's when we call the role a quality assurance engineer, which is a term that I like personally, is the one that I like the most, given everything we discussed. I believe that this person, as Mesh was saying, needs to be, have a lot of experience in order to be able to define the test pyramid and mentor and help the development teams to write tests at multiple levels. And, in a way that they don't create those monstrosities that there are those test suites that take hours to run and are always broken. Sorry, one 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 thing then when you say they should not uh, they should not automate, you mean they should not be the ones maybe doing it, but they should have the capability to do it. No, like they should have the skill to do it or the knowledge to do it. I I I I think otherwise how are they no, gonna no. know what what is I, right or what I, is wrong? I, I, I've been changing my mind about this over time. Uh <clears throat> so in fact I don't even know if I ever made my mind about what the tester should do. And uh, so the, the 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 thing is for me because we are a company that uh and me myself like uh I've been doing TDD for a long time. And so as uh, Loris, Loris uh, wrote the, on, the, on the channel, like, so because we work in a specific way, most of our test automation comes as a side effect of the way that we build software. Uh, however, that doesn't mean that we developers, uh, we, we tend to be quite okay in writing unit tests and stuff, but not all developers can write good tests at, at the, the top of the pyramid. 
And that's where I think that someone with a lot of experience and a lot of with architectural experience and com combined with business experience, because you mentioned both, Jose, that is the, 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 the engineering side so that they understand how the system is architected. What are the operational requirements uh, for the system? What are all the different moving parts and where are the, 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 the places where we could have a, 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 an issue where with lack of communication or performance and so on and so forth. But there's also the business elements that will define the main uh, business flows through the various services and so on and so forth. So someone that can understand that kind of complexity, both business and uh, architecture, and can help to create an efficient uh, testing strategy that is fully automated, is someone that needs to have a, a huge degree of experience, right? And normally this person will tend to come in through a more technical background. I personally think that, uh, and just going back, I know that you, you, you probably have a lot of things to say uh, on top of what I just said, uh, but just to go back to the bomb that I just dropped. Another way of thinking about um, the reason that I mentioned that I think that tests should not code. When you talk about all those different roles, for example, you talk about a product owner. So this person has a special, uh, well, we like to think that has an area of expertise. Let's say that is product development. They understand products, the needs of a client, what feature needs to, to be developed. Uh, Someone that is a developer, clearly that area of expertise will be building software, uh, code and architecture and so on. There will be someone that is uh, related to the cloud, the platform engineer, their area of expertise, the area that are strongest than anyone else is their knowledge of the cloud and, and everything else. So what I'm trying to say is that every single role that are part of the team they bring some expertise to the table that is superior than any other one else. So most people will have an overlap. A developer might understand a little bit about platform uh, and the platform might understand a bit about whatever the, 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 the product or, or whatever else. But each one of those roles, they bring their own area of expertise to the table. But what, we, what I see at least in, in a lot of uh, companies, the tester, they are... They, they, they try to do some test automation, which normally they have, their technical skills or programming skills are not as strong as any of the developers. And they don't bring anything else to the table. So the actual testing disciplines that they should master, they don't have because they are, uh, they are tasked, tasked to do test automation, which they cannot do as well as, a, as a, a developer should do. So for me, what I would like to see, I'm not saying by no means that we should not have testers. What I'm saying is that they should not try to do the work that someone else can do better. And they should bring to the table, like all the other roles, skills that are specific to their discipline. And testing as a discipline has loads of skills. There is a lot of studies in there in what to test, how to test, uh, so investigate. So the the I would like to understand more about what are those areas of expertise so they have a proper seat at the table, like we try to do with the three amigos, bringing them. When we bring the testers, when we're shifting left, we are not bringing, we are not shifting left their programming skills or automation skills. We are bringing to the left, to the forefront of the development, 
their analytical skills. I don't know if I can call that. No, it is it's quality analysis. That's where the yeah. QA, the quality exactly. analysis comes from. Right. It's that, that ability to spot, given what needs to be done, what can be broken, what can go wrong and where. So, and this is a core discipline for a tester that no one else, no other role will have as strong as the others. And I think that that's what they should bring to the table instead of trying to do a poor job as an automator. This is why I say that they should not write tests. Now, by the way, there is one thing, sorry, uh, Jose, I'm gonna jump in, but there is one thing that we we, we do have to qualify. We are, we are in a way just talking about uh, feature tests. We're talking about tests that are a, uh, testing the product. Yeah. So, the, and I think at this time, and I, I know like uh, Brian Merrick's kind of testing quadrant is, you know, slated somewhat and some, you know, some people love it and others hate it. But there is an important point in what he has as well. Because when we talk about test-driven development, we talk about if you take his terminology, is the tests that are supporting development, supporting the team. They're not often not the ones that are critiquing the product as a whole. So testing from a, so, you know, he has that in his quadrant, like supporting the team or critiquing the product, right? What kind of test is it? Does it support the team or does it crit, uh, uh, critique the product? And in like tests, like at a high level, the, which are actually testing the product from a holistic perspective, tests at a like that are testing the performance that are testing deployment aspects all those kind of tests uh, we often find that developers feature based developers especially at the kind of less senior levels are not very good at writing mm -hmm. yeah and, and and so I think that there is Sander, Sander, one, one thing like because oh, uh, I, I definitely don't agree with that. Right? Like uh, just like there is some overlap between the roles and stuff, I think they should know how to do this and they should do it if they're good, they should do it proficiently. They're saying they need to be the best or anything like that, but they should be able to to do it. Right. Otherwise they're not gonna grow into that level of expertise that, that we were discussing uh, before, from my perspective. Right? They need to be able to do that in order to to gauge whether something is good or not, whether, you know, like what potential solutions it could be, or to point people in the right direction even. The other thing that I kind of disagree with is like, no, don't try to do something that, you know, other people can do better than you. Well, that is if, you know, that developer that you are kind of uh, um, trying to, let's say, do something that they could do, knows what they're doing. Because a lot of, I mean, the, of course, there's many markets and there's many, you know, but the reality is, at least in Spain, that most people haven't heard of TDD or use it in their data. So even if they've been programming for 10 years, yeah, testing is something that they're completely new at. And I think someone with, with that background and some programming knowledge can probably teach them quite a few uh, things. So from my perspective, it really depends on, you know, the maturity of, of that market and those developers and the practices that you're talking about, uh, which is not the case uh, this year in, in Spain. Yeah. And when we're talking about the, uh, you know, growing and, and making it, no, the, the other point that uh, Mash was mentioning, like, they, it, it is true for me that they tend to come from a software engineering background, right? So because 
precisely because they come from a software engineering background, the gap that they need to fill is a lot smaller, right? Like they have a lot of knowledge through the career and developing software and so on and so forth that, you know, someone who's not, yeah, who hasn't been doing that needs to go through and needs to, and, and the gap is bigger, but not impossible either, right? Like this is, this is what I'm trying to say, like, don't feel this hard. No, if, if that's the case with you, just put on the effort and try to, to fill that gap. You don't need to be an expert in everything. Like you're not going to be the, the one developing software or, or defining an architecture or whatever, but you need to have some notions of that thing. I know, or, or, and also, this is something that by working with people who are really good at, the, at their job, you can also kind of uh, acquire uh, in that sense, right? I, and, I, I, I... <clears throat> oh, sorry. Finish. Right. No, no, finish. <clears throat> oh, which takes me to. I was going to change points now. I, I, I've been, I've been waiting <laughs> quite All some right. time. No, so if you want to say something on you this, you got two minutes. You got two minutes. Old habits die hard. <laughs> I was eh? going to bring. I, I was going to bring in a new topic. Of course. <laughs> uh, no, no, I do. I do have things to say, uh, on this one before we move. But like, I'll try to be as brief as I can. But like, for example, I think that someone that is trying to specialize in test automation, they're more a developer than a tester, right? So because they are bringing more developer skills, architecture skills, because mainly at the level that they automate those test suites are very complex. Not the individual test that they write, but in creating an efficient uh, uh, test suite at that level, the degree of understanding that they need to have uh, is quite big. So in my view, they are people coming from a developer's background, or if they come through a different background, it doesn't matter. But because they're more, their main job is to write code that happens to test other code, they are more of developers than a tester. A tester for me is a separate discipline. Test automation is not for me the same as testing, right? Testing for me is a discipline like software development, like uh, product uh, management, like business analysis, like business analysis is a discipline. There are skills in how you go about business analysis that no one else has operations or cloud issues. So those are disciplines. And the testers, for example, you cannot just have like someone that is writing a lot of code to test other systems, but they are not bringing the testing disciplines. For me, the testing disciplines are, let me analyze the entire system. Let's analyze what are the business flows? What are the failures? What are the, the, the technical issues and the, the, the business issues that I can spot and where would those failures happen more often? What are the, the most common scenarios? Where are the, the places that we should really stress? What are the places that will be very difficult to automate? So then like one of the person, uh, one of the people in the, in the chat wrote that would be better maybe to do some, some exploratory testing in there. And those are like, for example, there are disciplines related to tests that no one else will have. And they are nothing to do with test automation. And that's the point that I was trying to make. No, I, no I, I agree. I agree. Uh, again, it's not a... That's why some people call it developer in tests and not a tester. And that's what, for me, is probably a better name for someone that is focused on test automation. They are a developer focused on developing software that are testing software. But they are more a developer than a tester. 
they, they call them test automation engineers as well. I, I think that's actually a good name. It's a test automation engineer, exactly. but they are a software engineer. Yeah. I, are, and I exactly. think you made some very good points there. Yeah. You know, like we often forget that there are a lot of, and, and by the way, this is kind of generalizing specialist thing. You know, every, a developer has business analyst, analyst skills, but not to the level that a, 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 a specialized business analyst does and so on and so on. And the same goes for a tester as well, right? A tester uh, and has skills around understanding the weak points and understanding where there are risks given what the change and the way the change is coming where there are risks to the system and a very good opinion and uh, on how to then uh, efficiently and effectively verify that those weak points uh, are still holding and to, to keep this effort sustainable over time. Those are skills that, you know, they are in the testing discipline. And of course, and that's what we bring to the them. left. This is yeah. what we bring to the left. Those are the, the, the value. That's why we want them to work at the top of the process. Those are the skills that we value on a tester, not their automation skills. That's not what we are shifting left. So but, that's a different but way I think thinking. I think in coming to Jose's point as well, given the co context that if you've got developers who just simply don't know how to write tests well, and you have a automation engineer, test automation engineer who, who does, then of course, you know, that's a that's also a good place for them. I, but, by the way, I, I call it a quality assurance engineer, not test automation, because test automation for me is someone who's automating tests. And when yeah. I when I, I I purposely called it like that because again, it's someone so, who's whose responsibility over the quality assurance process, yeah, and the, the quality assurance of the whole system is is there. Right. And yeah. yes, that may include in some organizations doing the role of automating whatever. Right. But not, not mm. every organization. Yeah. A quality thing. assurance engineer <laughs> has test automation engineering as one of their skill sets. But exactly. they have many, yeah. many other ones which are arguably more exactly. important. Exactly. That are more yeah. important. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And again, it's it's a matter of uh, every every context is, is different. No, what I was trying to... Uh, express so to speak is if you're going for bringing that into your team no matter what you know you're bringing quality or 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 that uh that mindset into your team uh that's the kind of stuff that i would expect no uh, someone taking ownership for that to be doing right um independently of how you call them no like if you are uh, again, uh, when we talk about roles, no, like uh, for me, testing, you know, tester is also a role, right? Like when you're writing unit tests, you're doing the tester role. Yeah, right? uh, this, you know what this I mean. Is like the it, it, it is, it is a hat that you can put on. No? So, so this is the bit that I changed my mind. It's not that I I changed my mind on this. I don't think that when you are writing automated tests, you are playing the tester role. I I don't think you are. Right. So so I think that you are still doing an engineering. Uh, job, a software developer's job that is writing, that is trying to verify that what you are building works according to what you expect. So you are testing whether what uh, you build is, uh, is no, no, correct you, you, or not? You are checking. You are checking, but you are not performing the role, like you are not applying the disciplines of what a tester You're not be. applying everything. Yeah, I agree. So, so the, the same way, are, the same you way. Are, 
but no, you no, a parallel, a, a, a parallel that I would do is just to prove the, the to, to, to try to, to emphasize the difference that I'm trying to make is a developer needs to understand the requirements before they implement code or while they're implementing the code. They also need to understand how the system works so that the new change can be added to the system. So they are both performing a product uh, role. So by the same definition, they are performing a product role and a business analyst role. And I don't think that that is exactly the case. They need to understand what the product should do so that they can implement the code. They need to understand what the system does so that they can fit that thing in. So they need to do some business analysis, even technical business analysis. But that doesn't mean that they are a business analyst. They are wearing, I think that it would be too, too simplistic to say that they are wearing the business analyst and they are wearing the, the, the product stuff. Like they need to understand those things, but they are not a business analyst at that point. They are not a product person at that point. Those were have been discussed already, and now they are implementing. They are still the, a developer. The, the, uh, I, I, I think it's a bit more complicated. I, I mean, they, yeah, they are, I mean, it, it was difficult for me to explain what I want. Yeah, I think it's that you know again, it goes back to what is core and what 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 else they're doing, right? Every developer, whether they're by the way, whether they automate or not, and whether they use TDD or not, they have to verify. Right, so you build something, and you you even have to run the thing and manually verify that it works. You know that you always have to verify what you wrote actually works, right? So so there is an element of verification, whether we call it testing or not. That's, there is an element of understanding the business and making sure that your requirements, whether we call it business analysis or not, testers and business analysts and so on. Of course, they do it at a much grander scale. They apply much much more of a deliberate discipline to it and they they are the ones that can lead those kind of efforts to help you understand things better at the wider scale but in a way a, a programmer is the weird one in software development because they they of course other people do general things when they are specializing in one but they do other aspects of the job and this is part of being a good team but a developer is almost at the core of this activity and they end up touching a lot of the other disciplines more so than the other disciplines do, but but there is but we we can't say that they are testing. It's not that they're not testing. They are a developer because the core of their work is software development, right? Similarly, the core of the quality assurance engineer, they might be doing some writing some tests or doing some automation, but the core of their role is quality assurance. Yeah. So let, let's let's try to wrap up now. So let, let's uh, let, let's do the final. What do you mean? We're not going to talk about security uh, yeah. as part of quality. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we'll a new topic. So no, no, just just to finalize, let's talk about something completely different now. And so uh, no, let, let's do some some final considerations. Uh, so what are your final words or considerations, guys? After everything we discussed. Uh, I, I can start because I think I kind of made the final <laughs> final one anyway. I, I think that there are a bunch of things that like the way I see it is that our, our conversation went over two parts. There is quality assurance and which is the job of the whole team, right? And then there is the quality assurance engineer, which is a specific discipline in testing. We often conflate the two and I think we, it would be a good start to actually know which one we mean. And if we mean quality assurance engineer, uh, then within it, there is this whole aspect of test automation. And then there is the aspect of quality assurance or leading the quality assurance effort. 
uh, in particular the verification aspect, right? Uh, and I and so so th those are two things. I think we 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 need to be very clear on what we are talking about. The other thing is that I, I am still not convinced that we have a good ladder, a good development plan in the industry as a whole, where we are naturally building good quality insurance engineers, because you don't find many of them. And I, that's why I call them freaks of nature. When you find a good one, you better hold on to them, because there's not a lot of them. I think that the the, the ladder, the process of developing good quality assurance engineers is kind of broken in our industry. And that goes back to the point of the topic of this fireside chat, which is that it's one of the most misunderstood roles in, in software development. Yeah, I, I agree. I would also say that uh, we there is an aspect that we, I guess we didn't discuss uh, enough, which is the role of the this QA engineer or whatever in um, making sure that, you know, that quality or that quality assurance effort, no, uh, actually happens and the difficulties that there are with, with that uh, perceptions and, you know, just managing that kind of mindset change, which I think is quite uh, difficult and they find themselves often a uh, kind of alone, no, in, in, in that regard in, in many organizations. So <clears throat> there's that mindset change, I think is quite uh, important as well, right? If you really want that to, to move forward, no, the, the continuous improvement aspect, the, the overlaps and people being able to put on different hats and, and think, differently beyond their responsibilities or their role, uh, I think is, is quite uh, key. <clears throat> and it's something that, you know, independently of the role or the, the label that you want to give, not to, to these people doing this uh, work is, is necessary if you really want to build quality software, whether that is you taking ownership for that or, you know, someone else or it, it's necessary. I, I don't, in one form or another, if you want good software out the door, you, someone needs to be taking care of those things. Otherwise, it's, it's not going to happen. That's what my, my yeah. take on it. Okay. Yeah, and from my side, like I think that there are also two sides of this conversation. There is quality assurance as a, as a system. And I think that someone that is responsible uh, for the whole system, I don't think that like uh, shared ownership works as well. I think that everyone needs to contribute for the quality uh, of the entire uh, value stream, if you like, of course. But it's difficult for everyone that are involved in different parts of the value stream to look after the entire value stream quality. And I think that someone that can have that kind of visibilities is someone that is quite experienced in many disciplines to spot all those inefficiencies and not only spot them, but be able to uh, guide the, the fix to those inefficiencies, right? So, uh, and then we have the role of a, a tester. And, and the more I think about it, I think that the name tester is not a good name. I think that, that it does us a disfavor because it doesn't really qualify exactly what that person does. We mentioned different kind of... Uh, uh, roles or names that are more specific, like the, the quality assurance engineer, or Mesh, you mentioned the quality 
uh, no, the, the test automator, uh, test automation test, engineer. Test automation engineer, yeah. Right. So, so those those roles are more specific. They are more aligned to a specific discipline as well. Um, I I think that testing is important, but I also have a, a, a the way I think is that every role that we combine in a software project, they need to bring an area of expertise. Uh, to the table, right? So they they have a area where, although they might know like the, the whole T-shaped thing that you mentioned, Jose, and the overlaps of roles, so although you as a professional, you might understand other disciplines, but that is one area that you master and you are, or people with that role, they are stronger than the other roles. And that's what they bring to the table. And I think that the, what I see in most organizations right now the people that are labeled as testers or QA, they don't bring that to the table. That's not what they bring to the table. What they bring is uh, some, uh, they automate tests, not as always as well as a developer would do, but they fail to bring what we want them to bring when we want to shift left QA. Uh, when we are shifting left, we are shifting left the core QA disciplines or testing disciplines that are different from test automation. Test automation for me is not even part of testing or the testing disciplines, right? I would consider as part of engineering or software development disciplines uh, and someone performing that role, for me, they are more of a software developer than actually a tester. And the testing disciplines means like, can I spot the vulnerabilities? Can I spot like where we should be focusing the tests? What we should be worried about when we implement the new feature, right? If we want to do this, we should be worried about this, this and that, right? So we need to make sure that those things are not gonna be in conflict. And those are uh, specific skills or even like, for example, as someone mentioned in the chat, like the exploratory tests, what are the things that are very difficult to test? Like we are not covering those things in here. There is a, 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 a a risk that we might introduce bugs in, in, in here or there because we are not doing this. Those are specific testing disciplines that a developer will not have. But the, the actual automation is more a software engineering discipline. This is where I, that's where my head is right now with this whole thing. Any, I know that we just had the final ones, but any, any, anything else we want to share? Any final, in, final. <laughs> any final, final. <laughs> no, if uh, no, I think it's a it's a topic that um, we could probably do another uh, another session on because uh, there's there's a lot of stuff to talk about here. Um, no, I All guess right. we we can close. We can no, close it now. Well, I'd like to thank everyone that uh, that have been with us for an hour and fifteen minutes. So it's good to be back and doing those those live breaking like records. Eh? I think exactly. this is one of the longest sessions that we had. So, so if you enjoyed this chat, don't don't forget to subscribe to the channel, hit the like button because it helps to promote the video to more people as well. And I hope to see you again. And the, uh, and the notification week. as well, because uh, that way you you can know when the next live stream is gonna. It, it will tell you. Exactly. So we will try to do that live every Tuesday at the same time, uh, but make sure that you are subscribed so you get notified. Right. I see you next time. Thank you very much. Thank you, you everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.